lovely people, uh, this is Moni and you're listening to the third episode of On The Road. And this time we will really be on the road, because this uh, will be dedicated to Santiago de Compostela pilgrimage that I did last summer. And it took me about uh, 10 days to a walk to Santiago, so I'm gonna cover uh, the preparations and all the things around it and also what it taught me and uh, how was it really. You might think or you might ask yourself why did I want to do the pilgrimage in the first place and I uh, wanna say that it's something very very popular right now in Czech Republic because of one guy which is called Ladislav Zibura and he is like an idol <laughs> uh, for Czechs right now, he's a young guy who is uh, very well educated, uh, he speaks out publicly about politics but also cultural stuff and uh, sociology related uh, things and he travels a lot. So he started with pilgrimages when he was I think uh, 18, so shortly after he graduated from high school and he enjoyed it that much that next time he would walk to Jerusalem for 40 days I think and then he walked through China which was very interesting and then he also and this was not a pilgrimage I think he said he done some harm to his knee so he did not want to do a pilgrimage this time but he walked and hitchhiked uh, through Europe which I think was uh, a great idea to do because with all the changes uh, here in Europe currently and with immigration crisis and uh, with xenophobic views that people have on immigrants in the Czech Republic it was a very interesting thing to do this and to see how better good it really is and um, just like uh, how people view it in different parts of Europe I think inspires a lot of young people he has extremely uh, funny presentations as well so he would always have a lot of photos that he does but he himself says that he's not a good photographer more the opposite <laughs> so it's not really about the photos it's about uh, pretty much with every photo he shows he has some short joke connected uh, so it's just like joke after joke uh, on those presentations so I think it's pretty much always sold out uh, but yeah, he was the person that uh, did the pilgrimage um, to Santiago de Compostela and uh, talked about it a lot and uh, kick-started uh, maybe a bit this trend of a lot of people from Czech Republic doing the pilgrimage and of course it's not just uh, Czechs doing it, it's people from all over the Europe uh, really and I even met Americans there, so all over the world it is a great place to start a pilgrimage, like for the first pilgrimage, because it is a very popular place, uh, so it has this community around it. When you go there, you will for sure meet a lot of uh, other pilgrims, uh, usually people uh, that do it for the first time. But uh, still, it's so interesting to talk about the motivation that led uh, to them doing this. So I, when I finished the pilgrimage I thought, oh it is a great experience, I might want to do it again once, uh, maybe six months later now, and I'm like, I want to do it again this summer. <laughs> so I don't know, I do not have any fixed plans for my summer yet, 
but it is in my head for sure because it was uh, such a wonderful experience and I walked the Portuguese way and now I might want to walk the French way just because um, people say that the French way is uh, a bit nicer or the surroundings are nicer uh, so I might want to see that um, myself. Coming back to it being a great place where to start with the pilgrimage another very important thing is uh, it has this a wonderful side of uh, albergues which are uh, kind of hostels that you always stay overnight you can only stay for one night but why would you stay for more of course you're on the pilgrimage uh, so that's completely fine and it's uh, not very expensive it can cost around 8 even to 15 euros I 15 euros was the most expensive one that we've been to for one night and you have um, these uh, beds that are like one bed down and one then one bed on the top of <laughs> the previous bed uh, it's like uh, something you would find in uh, camps where soldiers are staying uh, to describe it and there are usually a lot of those beds in uh, one room and then you just have bathroom and maybe a small kitchen but uh, to be honest we did not really use the kitchen because when you arrive um, in the evening you are very tired or we at least were so you don't really feel like cooking and then uh, again you don't know which tools will be in the kitchen it's always a bit different so sometimes you would have a pot but sometimes you might not even have a pot there to use sometimes you might not even have a proper kitchen to use so um, there's just like something extra that is um, sometimes there but um, we did not really take an advantage of that so you only have a bathroom and a um, place to sleep and that, that's it but uh, yeah so it's very very easy to find a place to sleep every night and you definitely do not have to carry a tent we even met a guy who carried a tent and then he threw the tent away on the way I think he said because um, then he got his uh, back a bit lighter and um, you're gonna feel all the kilos you're carrying with you on the road so uh, definitely like choosing what you're gonna pack is a very important thing we're gonna get to that and then uh, third thing is that it's very well marked so not even do you have uh, yellow arrows in the direction you're supposed to, to go but when uh, there is another way you would have a yellow cross on that way as well which is like no no really just follow follow the arrow <laughs> so you have a lot of these and then you also have um, the shells, yellow shells on the way, especially when you're getting closer then there are these like pillars uh, also telling you how many more kilometers you have to walk to get to Santiago. Usually we would walk about uh, 20 kilometers a day and it might seem a lot but it's not really that much. Uh, you get used to it uh, very quickly I would say. You just have to be very careful with uh, which shoes you're wearing and just like uh, be careful so you do not get blisters. You might use Vaseline, you might choose the shoes you're wearing. It's a very good idea to walk in the shoes before you start doing the pilgrimage so you your mm, feet are already used to those shoes. We would wear like very high tracking boots I would say, not many people did. Uh, they usually had some small trainers but I had these like big boots sort of because I did not know which ones to bring and then I had uh, Keens and Keens were wonderful 
really I c would recommend uh, it's completely possible to walk it in the Keynes it might even be possible to walk it in Sandals I know some people did but the Keynes were just great and I even had a, a tiny uh, tiny socks in them to prevent the blisters because you know when you're sweating a lot then you might get the blisters so socks were a great prevention of that if you're not someone who's very fit and you might be a bit afraid oh well I don't know if I will be able to manage that uh, you will uh, if you're a young teenager you absolutely will be able to manage it if you're in your 30s uh, you absolutely will be able to do it as well and when you're older you might want to consider a bit you might want to go somewhere and see where you're at with your physical condition uh, but there was well we even actually met one old guy or like uh, already retired man who cycled it on a bike in sandals but not only the Santiago de Compostela pilgrimage but oh my god like he said he was on his way for over a month and uh, he has a lot of my respect uh, yeah but uh, really 20 kilometers might sound a lot but your body gets used to it uh, your body also gets used to carrying uh, the backpack but okay going into the preparation part you do really want to consider what you're taking with you so you will also definitely need like a lot of uh, blister prevention uh, you know <laughs> just the stickers and then uh, when it comes to clothing you really want to take just the barely minimum that you can so we had uh, maybe like three pieces of underwear and of socks because you can obviously wash it on the way then i had i think two two or three t-shirts i think three t-shirts then two uh shorts one uh long trousers leggings uh that i also could wear beneath the trousers and then i would sleep in and then um, sweatshirt and a waterproof jacket and that was it I did use all of it uh, because the weather is not was not the same on the whole way so as I said we went the Portuguese way and we started uh, so we arrived to Porto and then uh, we took a bus to Ponte de Lima and we started there so it was about 165 kilometers and it took us 10 days as i said so yeah what apart apart from apart from the clothing i had one spare pair of shoes as i already spoke about uh, then toothbrush of course toothpaste and for the soaps i think it's very very good idea to take the compact ones also like for your hair for your body so i did not have it in any bottle but it was just like the compact soup the firm soup it it really uh, is not that heavy and it lasts so so incredibly long or it would last if i wouldn't forget it in one of the albergues yeah then i had to buy a new one that was pretty clever to have i would def oh you definitely need to have a cap because there's a lot of sun and you do want to prevent being sunburned or having problems with the sun heat which i had one day uh, so that's very important and as I said uh, actually it was interesting that we started walking in the short uh, trousers and short uh, like no sleeves t-shirt and then when we would uh, cross the borders and w we were in Spain already it would uh, start raining a lot and we would have to wear the jackets and long trousers 
so that was quite interesting because it was like a progressing summer but we would have to add more more layers yeah what else did i have of course you need to take your passport i would mainly yeah i think i only paid by cash i did not have cards i do not know how well it worked i don't know if they had the machines in albergues i don't think in all of them they had them mm -mm. i think it's uh, better to have cash so you want to be careful with where you put your cash but just have it and then uh, of course passport uh, what i find very very useful is having this transparent uh, small bag that I could wear around my neck uh, on the airport and as it was transparent from one side I could always check if like all the documents that I needed are in there and I could just wear it on my neck as well so you know I would be very because otherwise I am very anxious about do I have it did I not like leave it somewhere so uh, yeah so I would have it like that and also that you can put all the important things in there and have them on one place so that was that was something pretty useful that I would recommend you want to think about whether you want to pay for extra luggage or you take it on the board because then you have to think oh you might not be able to take scissors or some small knife or something like that if you're uh, taking it on the board so that's something you should consider also there is a limited uh, weight to take with but i think it's 10 kilos so that should not be a problem because you definitely don't want to go over 10 kilos i had a friend who she said i think she had six kilos well i could not do that i think i had 8.6 of course, yeah, also I had a like sleeping bag, of course, and a carry mat. Carry mat actually was not that important, to be honest, because you always had the bed. So I think you you might consider leaving it at home if you are dramatically fighting for having uh, a lighter backpack. Right, so we had a kind of crisis <laughs> uh, straight after arriving because uh, we flew from Prague uh, to Porto, as I said, and then I was... I was having this feeling, oh, it would be really bad if they lost my luggage and I did lose my backpack. So we were standing there, it was 6 in the afternoon, we were staring at the car, uh, like the thing that brings you all your, uh, all your luggage and then there were no more luggages coming and I was like, oh no, it's, it's really happening. And it was actually quite a small, there was a small window with someone there, so I said, I, I cannot find my backpack it did not arrive so i had to fill in some forms uh, and w i only only had the bag that i was talking about with the documents literally that was it i did not find like a bottle with water and maybe some food but nothing apart from that and uh, we had to get to our accommodation for that day which was not in the center of Porto, it was actually about like 45 minutes away from the center and we did not really know how to get there. I might should wanted to plan it in advance, but we did not because <laughs> I sometimes am more like the bohemian person, like we'll see how it goes. Uh, but now we were stuck in this situation when I had to fill in the forms, like I lost, they lost my luggage and then I had no idea when I will get it, which was, oh my god. Uh, we were seriously considering what do we do next, whether we want to stay in Porto for a couple more days and wait until it arrives or whether I have to buy something. And we even got into a small fight uh, with my friend because we actually only met before at the at one camp, which was like when you get to university and you have this maybe 
some universities may have like a week of getting to know people and we had uh, this stay during summer where you got to know your not only your classmates but all the people that are going to go to the uni that particular year so we met there and from that time i have not seen her so we did not know each other that well and we i was like i think we should wait that uh, she thought it would be better to start going and me buying all the important stuff so that was a pretty harsh start but we worked it out eventually and we understood uh, because when you spend so much time with someone on the pilgrimage you understand more how they behave and how they think and uh, how to communicate with them and then we just knew each other so well so uh, there were no more fights almost except for one which uh, <laughs> it was a bit funny and I might uh, get to that so y- we could not really be shy and uh, not wanting wanting to ask people for help because I was uh, I realized very well that we need to get to the place uh, where we was uh, like staying for the night as soon as possible because otherwise it's dark and maybe um, there are no buses coming or something which there already were no buses coming at the point when we tried to get a bus there so he had to use a metro and then a train uh, so we asked someone, like we showed them on the Google Maps, you know, we, there's this place, do you know how to get there? And people really helped us, which was great. And I think people will help you in any place, really. Just don't be scared to ask for help, really. Oh, and this is like, so that would be a very important message in general, ask for help. Some other time we'll go deeper into that. Then we had to switch the metro and trains a couple times and finally we got to the place, uh, but my friend actually chose the place, and the reason for that was that uh, on the photos there were beautiful uh, photos from the beach that was near the apartment that she really liked, and so it was her birthday and her dream was to go swimming that day. But when we came, uh, I googled how far the beach is, and it was, I think about half an hour, but we were like, no we have to go and it was on the other way than the apartment was but we started walking that way and after half an hour we would get to the beach uh, we would not even of course i did not even have any swimsuit so i would just, uh, have my underwear and we would go swimming or not yeah we would go a bit swimming there were actually huge waves uh, but we would just enjoy the sunset actually on the beach which was so amazing and it was the greatest part of the day really then <laughs> after that <laughs> we would have to acknowledge that we really need to get to the apartment because it was uh, it was night already and we would have to walk over 40 minutes to get to the apartment and then I was really hoping uh, that uh, the lady there will open for us because uh, my phone was slowly dying and I did not have any charger because I did not have my uh, my backpack and it was in the backpack uh, but we handled uh, we got into the apartment the lady was very very nice and we survived our first day and then uh, the other day we just got some time to see Porto and then uh, we we got on the bus and we uh, mm, got to Ponte da Lima where we spent another night I was still trying to figure out where do I get my backpack uh, with, uh, with the airport uh, yeah but the other n- uh, but after after the, f- the second day we started walking and it turned out that the hardest part was actually to find where the road starts like from where we were just to join the road because we knew it will be somewhere in the center but the maps did not say at least google maps 
it did not show. I don't know if it shows now, but at that time it did not show. And what literally saved us uh, were actually some elderly ladies walking by because we tr- we asked locals like where does it start. We showed them like where we wanna go, and they did not know. Which I to this day I do not understand how they could not know because we even asked in a restaurant that was 100 meters from the official road and they did not know where the road is um, I, I absolutely do not understand how that was possible but it was but uh, yeah we were a bit discouraged sitting on a bench there like uh, having some breakfast where some elderly ladies uh, started walking there with the poles uh, sort of and the backpacks so we knew uh, th- what they were doing and we joined them and we found a way but later uh, I looked at a check app with uh, maps and oh my god it was so greatly like showed there that I realized that oh it's so much better than Google Maps so if you want some tip and we used these check maps uh, ever since and it was perfect because it would tell you like everything where is the next small village uh, how far is it uh, to there how many meters do you have to go up and down uh, the node elevation you know uh, and all that is all in there and it's called Mapy.cz so it's M-A-P-Y dot C-Z oh maybe you just write M-A-P-Y and you just find it I would say so yeah um, I mean that's what helped us a lot before I uh, before we started walking uh, in Porto I had to go to the local decathlon and uh, buy the most necessary stuff so I bought a small backpack I bought sleeping bag I bought legends and I'm not sure if something else I guess maybe but I can't really remember right now I think yeah maybe maybe not uh, oh yeah a towel and that was it uh, and something my friend borrowed to me of course uh, so then uh, after the first w- day on the road my backpack uh, arrived and I had to communicate where to, where they should deliver it so this was the only night where it was very necessary for us to know where we're sleeping and staying the night but luckily it was possible to communicate it and uh, the owners of that place they were there to you know receive the backpack and give it to me later when I came so that was something um, that was something that I had to deal with but uh, I got my backpack uh, at that point and then uh, we would just like spend all the days uh, on the road we would meet a lot of young people actually and if you are thinking oh but I don't have anyone who would walk with me and I don't want to walk alone uh, don't worry there were many young people that started walking alone but then uh, they sort of created this group that was boy- going together and uh, they were just enjoying uh, their new friends so that really is not a problem especially when you're going during summer or beginning like end of the spring or beginning of autumn I think there are still quite a lot of people going I'm not sure how it is in winter but um, these warm months it really is no problem to meet people and join people on the way uh, so I, I mentioned that we fought one other time uh, with my friend and this happened uh, day before the last last day it was supposed to be of us walking and then uh, she knew that I really uh, enjoyed challenges and she was like money why don't we go all the way to Santiago today and I was like no this is not a good idea we wanted to walk a bit more today so tomorrow 
we just have a couple kilometers we're very fresh and we can enjoy the city with more energy and you know just like arrive earlier and it's not a good idea to walk all the way there because it meant like more like extra 27 kilometers above of what we were supposed to walk which all to together was like more than 40 kilometers i'm not really like sure but it was a lot and it was like getting already like uh not darker but it was in the afternoon when she said it and we uh by coincidence were walking with a czech guy um at that point and we just started a bit fighting about it because i was always like no just i'm not doing that with you that's that sounds very irresponsible we don't have a place uh, where we would stay in uh, in santiago when we arrive and <laughs> he at one point said oh i think i'm gonna uh, pitch my tent here because he was carrying a tent uh, so i think we were not the best companions at that point because we were fighting <laughs> uh, but then she persuaded me she persuaded me to do the challenge we did the challenge i was extremely tired but she turned out to be a great friend that she really motivated me like you can do it you can do it so that was awesome that uh she, she really helped me and uh, she really kept the spirit and uh, we did arrive to Santiago at 10 o'clock we did not have a place to stay and uh, everything seemed fully booked so I was uh, a bit desperate I even at the point I arrived I was not I, I did not have energy to be happy about it uh, I just took one photo in front of the cathedral because that would be something that I would find like you have to do that but I would not even be smiling at the photo I would just be like sitting on the stairs in front of the cathedral being like oh it's done okay now let's find a place to sleep and let's go sleep but it turned out to be a challenge also so uh, I was just trying to ask everyone in the in the city or in the town like oh, where are you staying like when they look like pilgrims you know I would ask like where are you staying and do you think they have a free place and everyone was like no I don't think they have a free place there was one hostel and I told her, okay, go ask there because we are basically here now because of you. So can you please go ask there? And I was just desperately sitting there uh, and being so desperate. I asked another pilgrims, uh, which were some ladies from England. And they were so nice. I guess because of uh, me being so desperate, they decided to help us. And they said, oh, there is one hostel and I think like it's free. So uh, we will go with you and we will ask there because uh, they asked like do you speak Spanish and like no we do not speak Spanish. So they were okay we'll help you. So they went there with us, uh, rang the bell. We could actually not tell that that was a hostel because it never sat uh, like outside of the building. I think they said there is a small sign in Spanish saying that it's a hostel or something, but we did not even see it as a hostel. Yeah. I think it's very difficult for people to actually understand that this is a place where they could also sleep uh, and an extremely <laughs> a very old man came down and he was like yeah I have a room so it will be like 15 euros for each of you so we were like okay we're gonna sleep there so we thanked the ladies for saving us and we went upstairs and found a room who that was very smelly very 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 old yeah it looked like no one would uh, change anything there for, I don't know, even like 
eight years. But we were very happy, of course, that we had a place to sleep and that was all that mattered. So I just called home, then we arrived and then went to sleep. And in the morning, that's another funny thing, because every time you would turn on the hot water, I realized standing in the super, super old kitchen that we did not use, uh, that there's some thing that makes fire there. Like, there literally was like, it was like igniting fire on the fridge which would be like how big okay maybe maybe like eight centimeter ball of fire every time someone would turn on the hot water so i told it to my friend and she was like no we have to leave i'm i'm very scared that this will set on fire so we packed our stuff and we left as soon as possible and it's just like we're so scared in the morning but we survived so um, we we really enjoyed we really enjoyed the trip and uh, enjoyed the city that day and uh, so that is that is my experience. Uh, I hope you like it. I hope I motivated you to uh, do the same. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and uh, I will uh, see you or more maybe you will hear me next time. Have a great day. Bye.